Hola, mahalo. Welcome back, folks, to another edition of Uber Senko, the podcast game show where we deep dive top fives. And today I'm going to start off the show with just a simple question from one of my contestants. Brian, I got a question for you. Can you give me an answer? Sure. Cool. So my question is, um, how do you celebrate a birthday um, when you go up to, 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 to eat, if you will? What kind of restaurant do you go to? A uh, steakhouse, a pub, somewhere nice sit down where I can get some options. Wow, that sounds really cool. I don't, I don't have the money to go to a steakhouse, and honestly, my birthday like it's just like in this really cold, dark part of the year, and like no one's ever really around normally, and like people don't want to hang out, and um, honestly, my my family normally doesn't really want to. Like they've, they've like my brother forgot it one year. My, my dad forgot it last year. Mm. And, um, I don't know. I just like it. Birthdays like remind me of how much closer I am, um, to more people forgetting it next year. So, um, and even now as I'm saying this, I can see you guys are both just like drifting off and you're just kind of like, you're both probably on, on the web searching, like how to build a better toy car or just like clicking through wikipedia trying to find like the links from like no that's George cool Best can we go to, like, celebrate the, the birth Stones. of my son now <laughs> oh sorry and like, okay so that this week we're doing top five ways to kill the mood thank you very much to our uh, loyal and regular listener taylor powers um for suggesting this this topic for us uh i hope you're still with us that wasn't too awful um when we promise these lists will be more fun than that. So again, we've got the old classics here. The, the the guys I know well, I hope you know them well now too. If it's your first time here, well then enjoy. They are a delight. Uh, the man with the plan, the main entity from the Western Burbs, please welcome Brian Ernst. Say hello, my good man. Hello, Gloveman. How are you? It's good to see you. <laughs> I'm not the Gloveman, goddammit. Don't kill the That's mood like that again. You an an inside joke that would take us hours to explain. <laughs> Just buy the Gloveman. t-shirts on the site that say Gloveman and support the show. Think, of a, think of a... A Gloveman is a butler with less skills. He, they only know how to do gloves. That's it. Like they can't. They can't do fine china. They can't serve like a polished full dinner. They can't do champagne service. Um, you know, they, they, they don't know how to cut and arrange flowers. They just know how to clean gloves and have them on the ready. That's it. That's all a Gloveman can do. But we love them because Glovemans are good people and they deserve money. Glovemans uh, are well. people too. <laughs> As I said, uh, hours to explain. <laughs> How dare you? Oh my God, I just killed the mood by accident. Fuck. Okay, Nathan. Hello, sir. Welcome. That's Nathan, the beautiful, deep voice um, of, of one of our returning champs. Honestly, we're all returning champs. This is pretty fun, actually, to say that. So, I'm pretty sure if we look at the hard data, I've lost the most. <laughs> <laughs> I actually, I'm, 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 I'm gonna go back and I'm gonna, I'm gonna build our standings board and I'm gonna, mm -hmm. I'm gonna upkeep it from now on so we know who's where, who's, uh, who's, who's there for uh, uh, relegation, um, who's gonna take, you know, the, the championship, and who's just in the middle, you know, whose fans don't expect much but still get drunk <laughs> when they watch every weekend. Um, okay. <laughs> 
for those of you who've listened to this show before and have a great idea, uh, you want to share perhaps those thoughts in your brain? Uh, here's break it down with brilliant, searing, and juvenilely prescient insight. Well, then visit bizbear.biz and drop us some of those delightful little suggestions or questions, and your ideas could end up right here on a future episode. We love hearing from the folks in our life, so please do check it out. And for all the folks who haven't played along before, let's get everyone up to speed and do a quick rundown of the rules. Each player in the den has spent time with today's topic, arranging their top five answers in order of importance. Those answers have been submitted to the host who will moderate the game, awarding points to the player with the most poignant answer. Starting with their number five choice, we'll move up the ranks until we reach each of their top answers. But if both contestants happen to have the same answer on their list, well, we have an Uber Stereo. You will hear the official Uber Cinco siren, and both players must reveal their answer and what number they ranked their submission. An Uber Staredown is all or nothing, with one player earning three points. After all answers have been read, the host will reveal the final score. Okay, dudes, uh, we're back. And uh, guess what? We just added a question box to the form. So there's going to be a question <laughs> box there at bizbear.biz. Go there, ask any question that is rattling around in your, in, in, in your brain box there, and we will uh, we'll try and figure it out for you. Um, it will be scientific. Uh, the game hasn't changed. Uh, you guys have both been on almost every single episode, so there should be no surprise to you. But I hope Taylor at home is surprised today with some of your mood killing lists. Taylor, uh, if you don't enjoy this, um, you know, tell uh, the the guys uh, at um, uh, Smartless or something. Uh, you know, sh- sh- keep it yourself. Uh, but let's get to the killing, folks. Uh, so smooth, Mitch. So smooth. I know, I know, I know. I'm smooth. I'm smooth, very smooth here. Uh, but wait, wait, guys, hold your horses. Everyone listening, make sure to stay till the best part, which is at the end. It's the Fast Five from me, your host. And today, it's top five ways to plan ahead and wish your mom a great Mother's Day. Oh, nice. nice. Right? Yeah. Yeah, very, very nice. For, for now, course, well, let's wait till the list. Well, <laughs> Brian, <laughs> did you hack my computer and read my list already? You son of a you little me? son of a gun there. Um, you bastard. Okay. Well, um, as host, I have uh, all power today, so I can uh, give points. I can take them away uh, whenever I want, but I am going to have a house rule. And that is every time I catch one of you two, perhaps a contestant, I'll call you guys, uh, coming up with a new way to say, quote unquote, kill the mood, one that I like, I'll be awarding silent bonus points. Okay. But if your attempt to spice up the mood killing phrase you've now chosen to interject fails to blow me to the moon, <laughs> I will loudly rebuke your choice and deduct a half point. Two swings and misses. Well, that's one whole point. Quick math. Woo! Pork and pie. <laughs> I pull out to an early lead. Here we go, baby. But I won't gloat too much. That could tamp the flames of joy. Uh, see what I did there? Okay. Uh, you have an example. Good. Now, with that, <laughs> since Brian, you were uh, able to drive fast enough to make it too scary for me to jump from your moving car last week as you gave me an update on your never-ending saga between you and the leak in your basement, uh, I'll be having Nathan start us off today uh, with this number five way to kill the mood. Nathan, take us away. Okay, number five is leaving the bedroom door open so that the dog gets in. Dun, dun, dun. So, oh. now I guess some people are into exhibition, exhibitionism and they mm-hmm. want to be watched. 
Mm-hmm. Okay, that's you know that's your thing, fine. But having the dog stare at you while you're getting down to business is a very unpleasant experience. Now, one of the great pleasures of being a dog owner is that loving and admirable look that your pup gives you. They believe you to be the most perfect and generous and loving and noble creature in the universe. That look is far more than you're ever going to get from any human loved one. Not your partner, not your child, not your parents, not your friends. So because of this, that feeling you get when you see a look of disgust and dismay from your dog is all the more heartbreaking and disappointing. And Mm -hmm. also, as bad as you're feeling, your partner's going to feel even worse. And this is not even the worst case scenario, is that look. Well, you're certainly, you've been, you know, we've all been there. We're strolling down the street on a nice sunny day. You see two dogs going at it at least once in your life. I once saw it. This is a true story. I was like 13 years old walking down the streets of Roseville with some friends. And I saw a 15 pound Jack Russell Terrier mounting what had to be a 40 pound Border Collie. It may have been hilarious, but I did not mistake it for some playful roughhousing of which I was welcome to join in on. Your dog... (laughs) Might make that mistake. (laughs) You do not want your dog jumping onto bed in the action in an accidental bestial menage a trois. There are two types of men in this world. Holy crap. Those who have had their balls licked by a dog and those who haven't. I have every intention of remaining in the latter category. (laughs) Sure, sure. Now, there's one more way that this can go wrong. This one I have lived through. The overzealous dog. here, here, here. First up, just lock the door so so Wrigley couldn't get into the bedroom. That's like the first way to to you know. Oh wait, you left it open. Damn it, that's right. Okay, uh, sorry. Keep going. Right. Well, I'm stupid. So, so, in uh, I have had an instance where an injury did take place. So I was oh my God. Uh, I was I was at a, a woman's house. Uh, things were getting a little hot and heavy. And the dog came storming in. It was a smaller terrier. It had a, about a 72-inch vertical jump. It made a, yeah. a leap towards me, scratched me on the abdomen. Um, I was still uh, mostly mostly clothed here at this point, so it, it literally ripped through the shirt a bit. Um, but this was my first ever sort of intimate uh, encounter with, the, with this woman. So I, I tried to soldier through, act as if nothing happened. But uh, anyways, the, the mood had been ruined by the dog jumping on. So so things didn't really progress. And then uh, it was getting pretty late. So I ended up having to go home. I get back to my place, get out of the, the Uber, get inside. And I realized that I had started bleeding. So I go to bed. I cover the wound and go to work the next day. By about one o'clock in the afternoon at work, I realize it's getting a little serious. And I'm, I'm kind of concerned about what's what's going on there on the old the old tum tum. And so I left work. I went to immediate care where I was prescribed antibiotics because the doctor was worried it was uh, infected. So uh, I still have the the shirt. It was sort of like a a long sleeve shirt that I I normally will wear underneath like a like a a button up or a a T-shirt, like a a short sleeve T-shirt. Is this like a a compression shirt you're, you're talking about here? No, it's just a it's just a light gray fabric, just very neutral. A light gray, okay, okay. Yeah, oh, it's very nice. it's a very useful. It's a shirt with very a lot of Swiss. utility. Yeah, yeah. and uh, yeah. and it's I still every time I put it on I see the little the little tear, and I have to laugh about how the mood was ruined that fateful night. That's my number five. It, it sounds like the the terrier was jealous of your abs, or was it jealous? <laughs> oh, they were jealous of you. Okay, now I get it. All right, um, yeah. See, this is dangerous. This is, yeah, this is very dangerous because I know um, my my dog that I got recently, and I know I, I outed myself as a 
as one of those dog owners uh, two episodes ago. But uh, Waldo gets jealous if Danny and I hug each other. So um, him being in the room would be very bad, I think. Yeah, he would go probably pretty crazy uh, and try and... I don't think he'd join it. I think he'd just fight. I think he'd just like get in there and just like, you know, <laughs> roll around and claw and stuff. Um, this is, this is tough. Yeah, this is tough. This is a, this, this is very much a mood killer. Have you ever had a dog just watch you? Uh, I mean, just, just, you know, can, can you tell Wrigley just to stay and he won't jump up on the bed? Well, Wrigley, who uh, has my, my departed former dog, who has been mm-hmm. gone for a number of years, as you know, when you met him, lived at my parents' house. And yeah. I, I, I did not. Are you not, saying you never had sex in your parents' I house? Didn't, I didn't drive a lot of my dates from Chicago, the four-hour <laughs> okay. drive down to Roseville <laughs> at 11 o'clock at night. So it would be like three in the morning when we get there, <laughs> knock on the door, say, hi, mom and dad. I'm coming into my childhood bedroom. <laughs> Well, you guys are asleep, and I'm going to have sex with this 30-year-old woman. I didn't do that very often, so it wasn't really – it didn't okay. really come up with Wrigley so much. Never say okay. never, though. <laughs> <laughs> he is he is dead, as I just mentioned. So. <laughs> Wrigley 2.0. I mean <laughs> – so you're saying R- Roseville doesn't carry that that tender heat that uh, Chicago does. Um <laughs> I, I did once uh, a few years ago log on to Tinder while in Roseville just out of curiosity, and the nearest person was like 37 miles away. So that <laughs> <Okay>. gives <laughs> you an idea of what Roseville is like. I thought I, I thought you were going to say like the bowling alley, they were 100 feet away, and you just looked out your window and you're like, "Hey, Kim, like, no thanks." And then they're like, "Well, yeah. Tinder is completely obsolete in Roseville because literally all you have to do is like do like a 90 degree turn with your head at any point in time, and you know who is close by." Are there people? <laughs> you? You you female? Do we know are we related? Do you go to school together? Oh yeah, you're good. Come here. Let's go to the bowling alley. <laughs> uh sorry, Nathan, for uh, you know, um uh pegging your hometown as such, but um it is it is very small. I've been to it, it's very small. Uh but you are the I mean, you know everyone, so that's like also kind of an interesting uh aspect of being from a small town word gets um, around yeah i, I, I had to around. drive when i was in high school i had to drive like 40 miles away to to date somebody because everybody else <laughs> had known me since i was three years old and I mean, <laughs> you know somebody for that long and you've seen them go through all the awkward stages there's nothing attractive about them so i i, I am very curious so if something ever like goes wrong in a town like that like let's say uh you know uh, of a husband and wife pair like you know the wife i don't know suffers a serious injury or gets sick and they have to go to a hospital far away. Can basically anyone in town just go to anyone's house and hang out and everyone knows each other? Like, can you just kind of walk in and be like, hey, my parents had to go. Can I come and hang out here for a while? And everyone's cool with it? Yeah, that's that's basically how it goes. Um, <laughs> I don't cool. I don't have a really funny answer because that's yeah, that's no, you no, pretty no, much no. summed it up. Yeah. <laughs> no, I was I, I wasn't looking for funny. I was just, I was just curious if literally no. like because it just sounds like one big family who just happens to live in I don't know, you know, 60 different homes or whatever. Uh, well, yeah, I mean, I there's, you know, I I, I there, there is, uh, there's tensions and, and controversies and whatnot. Is there in any community? Sure. But it, but like the Gossip. example I give you, like, like God forbid somebody passes away, which you know when that happens, like, li- like neighbors will just like all descend upon the house, bringing casseroles and dishes and, and whatever. And it's, sure, yeah, it's very, uh, very wholesome. That's beautiful. At times, that that's beautiful. Well, I hope I hope one of those dishes was um, 
you know, like a dessert made with peanut butter, which is also another good ingredient uh, to have uh, when a dog's around. Um, and with that, we're going to move to Brian's <laughs> number five. Hey, I'm the king of transitions. All right. You, you can call me that from now on. The king of the transition. All right. Let's go, Brian. Give us your number five. <laughs> Mr. Segway. All right. Um, <laughs> yeah. So... I, I, I actually never wrote a segue, so I'm not Mr. Segway, so don't call me that. That's that's you can't call me that. But. I'm sorry, I didn't mean to offend you. Oh, segue spelled with U E. Sorry. Yep. Okay. Correct. I'm sorry. Keep going. Yep. So I decided to tackle more than sexual moods today. Because okay. you could be a part of several moods in several situations in which it is easy for the vibe to cease to be. Write that down, Mitch. That is that's wonderful. I love that one. Thank you. So (laughs) this is a very specific mood. Um, I'm talking about the male locker room. This is a horrific Mm. place that is humid. Everything is wet. And there are only men aged 80 to 90. So the mood that you want set in there by everyone collectively is isolation. You don't want any interaction. (laughs) Everyone needs to stick to themselves. So that there's no way to kill this which, mood. Which you will in a very... <laughs> there's, there's a joke there, but I can't even finish the sentence. It's not good. It's not good. I want everyone to... Nobody touch anybody. Nobody look at anybody. Nobody do nothing. Because the usual culprit that kills the mood in there is when a floppy old dong gets into your purview. <laughs> and when it sways into your view when you're just trying to keep your head down... Obviously, yeah. that's a mood killer. Yeah. But there's an even faster way to kill the mood, and that is locking on to your neighbor's crease grease or accidentally seeing a NASCAR level skid mark in the drawers of your neighbor. Oh Nothing my God. kills the mood more than a swaying old dong than this. So, oh so this is right. The old man next to you has protected his giggle berries behind his bleached Brillo pad. But when he changes his shorts, a burst of light brown contrasts against the sterile white of his swim trunk lining, and the mood is gone. There's no more isolation. You're locked onto this thing. You you can't look away. And the man clearly sat on a fudge crayon at the edge of the pool, and there's just no forgetting the sight of these brownie burns, all right? So there he is, Sergeant Stripes, with the muddy zebra in his drawers, hitting the light just right. Those blotation marks from his bubble gut sincerely kill the mood, especially (laughs) when everyone is simply trying to mind their own damn business in the locker room. So I don't want to see this. Clean yourself up. Now I'm scared to get in the pool. There's nothing worse killing the vibe, killing the mood than this. Boom. Okay. Um, this is uh, this is this old man just needs some help. Probably he probably just needs a doctor. <laughs> yeah. He needs you a lot say, of help. I'm just trying to mind my own business, but your eyes are locked onto his undercarriage and his shorts. So already you're not really minding your business, Brian. You're not being honest in this one. I here. said my head was down. What falls into the frame while my head is down while I'm trying to stick to it is not my fault. But my Wait, still, it's it's it just fell down and your head stuck to it. Wait, what? <laughs> <laughs> this is this is horrifying. Yes, it God, is horrifying. <laughs> it kills the mood, doesn't it? The mood of me just trying to get out of here without seeing anything horrifying. Nope, that's gone. What, Thanks, what old is it guy. from that generation? Why, like, this is a universal truth: is that old guys in locker rooms just just don't care and are just. 
constantly naked, like just aggressively naked. Even in a situation where being naked is like expected, they're aggressively naked. What was what was going on in like the forties where that was a habit that formed? I I don't I don't, I don't well, know. Like you can have a towel on from your locker to the shower and back. I, I have I have a potential answer here, and it's terrifying, right. but it's real. I recently learned that up until like the seventies, a lot of public swimming pools, boys were required to swim naked. If you go Why? back and look, I, I there's a doll about it for whatever reason. Boys were required to swim naked. I don't know if it was just the YMCA, but in general, that was the rule. It was like the bathing rules to like keep the water clean, supposedly, because people's clothes. They didn't have like separate bathing suits, I'm pretty sure. Yes, I listened to a podcast recently about it. It blew my mind. It was terrifying how long in, into the 70s there were on the books, the rules were young men had to swim nude in pools. They had separate pools. That sounds like yes. there's just a lot of PE teachers that really should have been investigated for many, <laughs> many years. Yes. That's what it sounds absolutely. like to me. Yes, absolutely. <laughs> but, but what that creates is a generation of people who are like, yeah, no, nudity is cool. In these public places, and it's normal, and you know, and, and and that's why. So that's that's just something I'm tossing out there. Go and look it up, investigate it, Google it, listen to the dollop about it. It's it's insane. I guess I guess um, that's what it is. It it is hard to tr- teach an old dog new tricks. You can't teach him not to be racist. You can't teach him not to use towels in the locker room. So I I guess yeah. that makes sense. Yeah. I either you know, way, uh, it's horrifying. Kills the mood. <laughs> There, I, my, my favorite conversations are the old guy. You just get to hear them. The old guys being like, oh, Jerry, what are you doing? You know, and this is at like, you know, the Lincoln Park Athletic Center here in Chicago, where the old guys at this gym, uh, they're not working anymore. They're just retired. And so they're like, oh, you know, I'm just, you know, I'm going to the boat tomorrow. And you're like, oh, you're going to the boat. Cool. What are you doing? You're like, oh, I was going to go to my cabin tomorrow. And they're like, great. And then. They talk about a stock they traded and like, you know, their, their grandkids are in law school all, now or whatever. All while they could be putting on pants. But yes, they exactly. Don't. Exactly. But they don't. They refuse. And between the two of them, how many feet are on the ground? Two. And two. how many Correct. are on the bench? Yeah. Two. Yes, yes, yes. Full Captain know, yeah. Morganing. For everyone to see, or they'll, or they'll yes. like they'll they'll go over and like brush their teeth. Also, who brushes their teeth in a gym Ugh. locker room? But the old guys will go brush their teeth in the gym locker room without putting on even a towel. Mm-hmm. They'll put on slippers, sure, because they'll bring <laughs> slippers to the gym. Yep, yep. <laughs> Seen this many times. Yeah, because the, oh, the be, because the the decades of smoking won't kill them faster than the fungus on the floor at the gym. Yeah. Um, See, you guys were against me at the beginning, but I feel like you got a lot of, <laughs> lot of mood killers in your brains from this. So it means I was on to something. All right? I, I, I will say th- there are a couple old guys at some gyms I've been members to where they just like, you know, like they'll say things that like I know they're trying to be nice. But, you know, I'm also when I'm at the gym. I'm there to get my work in, baby. You know, I'm there to sweat. I'm there to like get the iron up. I'm there to get in and get out, you know? Um, and then I'm like, hey, I saw you were uh, shooting baskets up on the third floor. And they say it way too slowly. And you're like, yeah, what What, what do you want? And they're like, <laughs> I, I played high school basketball for uh, Crestwood High in Iowa. You ever heard of those? 
Murder Quest would hide. And you're like, no, I haven't. Let me go shower. I don't know who you are. Put away your from pants me. on, Jerry. <laughs> yeah. Either give me a job at your company or get away from me. Like, just yeah. Uh, uh, but yeah, okay. Let's 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 score these up, Nathan. Uh, you obviously you are playing to the host this week, um, and you somehow knew that my dog is very jealous. Uh, he's he gets jealous when I pet other dogs, and I love that about him because I get jealous when people pet my dog too. I love him so much. So, <laughs> three points for Nathan, uh, Brian. Um, I've never you know the old people just need help, you know, and and you got to recognize that. So I'm only giving you two points there. So let's go back to Nathan for his number four. Uh, and let's uh, let's uh, keep the speed up here. Come on, uh, st- step it up. Come on, here we go. <laughs> uh, all right, number four is uh, so you've got you've got your dinner's over. You've had a couple glasses of a nice red. Ooh. You've got your Marvin Gaye going. You've got the Prince. You've got some D'Angelo from the early two thousands, and then boom, mm. your sexy playlist switches over to your Black Sabbath playlist. <laughs> What does that sound like? Like the first three seconds, what does that sound like? <laughs> That's Tommy Iommi on guitar, Bill Ward on drums, Geezer Butler on bass. That's the intro to Iron Man, or maybe we get some War Pigs and even sludgier drop. This is when the, when the chain metal curtains drop from the ceiling and like lock everyone in. No. (laughs) Well, as wonderful as the music of Black Sabbath is, particularly on a a cold October evening when you're staring at an Airbnb that's a section of an Eastern European castle. Oh, yes. I've never, I've never had sex to it. Never happened. And uh, so when this happens and you try to explain it to your would-be lover where this cacophony is coming from, Mm -hmm. they don't want to hear how this sludge spawned an entire genre which 99% of is worse than its source material, by the way. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. so you're going to dig in. You're going to try and find a way to relate. Uh, you know, that that horrible woman, Sharon Osbourne, who you may have seen once or twice on The Talker, America's Got Talent. Yeah, yeah, her, maybe. You remember her? Yeah. Well, well her husband, mm-hmm. he's he's the singer. So that's, that's relatable, right? And the moment <laughs> is gone. It's over. Yep. You're not coming yep. back from that. Nope, nope. Uh, uh, (laughs) my advice here my advice here to anyone who who this happens to and they're um and they're my age just put on a little jack johnson or john mayer that's what i did freshman year of college and i and i i think i made out with a girl once and it was um pretty great (laughs) and uh, i just um, wanted to tell you your body's wonderland It was no, I was I was that sad uh, that I actually had music ready. Be like, I know this will this will set the mood. And uh, I, I remember I once I put it on and a young lady asked me, she goes, is this actually what you listen to? <laughs> and I was like, uh, no, no, it's not. Um, yeah. So that was that was 60% pretty embarrassing. Of the time it works every time. <laughs> So, yeah, I th- this is this is tough. Yeah, no. Um, when when the when, when the playlist runs out on Spotify and it goes to autoplay, and it goes to like what you normally listen to, I can see this happening. Yeah, this is dangerous. So yeah, you're um, when you're you're exposed for what your true taste actually is. Ninety eight percent of the time, going to be very unattractive. Yeah, Brian. Question to yes. you: What's the what what what's the top um what's the playlist vibe like uh, in your Jack Check at home? 
don't really listen to music during these these moments. Really? I'm sorry. Oh my god. I did have okay. an, an issue that happens when uh, you get in the car and the Bluetooth connects. <laughs> and it automatically goes in alphabetical order <laughs> and you just trying to just start your drive. There's a Sum 41 song on my playlist or just my <laughs> album in my library called Anik. So it literally starts with a guitar that goes, bow, bow, bow. Fucking shit. <laughs> so sometimes I just get in the car and it just defaults to the first letter A and that's what I hear. And then I'm like, oh my God, I gotta delete this song. <laughs> it scares the hell out of me. Not that I'm going into my car to treat it as my jack check. I'm just just trying to drive wholesomely. <laughs> and that's what oh, and, happens. And 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 the sum of four and one is five. Quick math bonus for the uh, host. Thank you very much. That's two points. Um, great job, you guys. Um, <laughs> also, for, I just want to clarify to the listeners that sure. Jack Shack, if you're not familiar with the term, it's it's a oh. colloquialism for the more formal masturbatorium. Correct. <laughs> yes, 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 exactly. Thank you for that. Um, yeah, for the explanation, because I forgot to. Um, and uh, with that, uh, Brian, give us your number four. Why not? Go for it. I just, sorry to all our female listeners today. This is just a disgusting show and it's not going to get any better. I'm so sorry. All right. My number four way to kill the the hunger mood. This sure. is, is speculating your skin rash while per, uh, perusing a buffet. Um, so Ooh. you don't want to be talking about this. Uh, pre-pandemic when we used to go to the Sizzler or Vegas, we used to have these glorious things called buffets. Beautiful displays with a French name that are disgustingly American. Yet my <laughs> finest experience was at an international one because where else can you find something called torpedo shrimp like the ones I enjoyed at the Mandarin restaurant in Brampton, Ontario? A beautiful place decorated with pandas and butterflies and all you can eat Chinese food. But among all that beauty, nothing killed the mood faster than if somebody came up and started discussing the flaky dry skin and potential fungi on their person. Ugh. So waiting for your ringworm Jeez. results? I can't even say that. Waiting for your ringworm results? Not ring by the orange results. chicken you're not. <laughs> Sorry, yeah. <laughs> Let's put that on a list. <laughs> Listeners, can you please say waiting on your ringworm results five times fast, please? You can't. Just don't do it by the orange chicken. Need to know the percent of hydrocortisone, which is best to kill your eczema? Take a hike far away from the ice cream sprinkles, pal. This is not the place for this. I am here to enjoy the Mandarin restaurant. I need my torpedo shrimp next to my ice cream with sprinkles. I don't need to be hearing about your flaky skin. Now get the hell out of here. That's my number four. God damn. So much, so much vigor uh, and, and protection over your buffet, which I actually appreciate because I love a good buffet. Uh, one that's cared for, one that's restocked, one that's hot. Right. Um, a, a buffet not cared for is is a very depressing thing. Um, and and of course, skin flakes, on, you know, on a food is going to look very off unless maybe you have like a Parmesan topped dish. Uh, but um, oh, this this. <laughs> I mean, right? I'm just, I'm just, uh, the like images nice... that are coming to my you are describing it so well that the images that are coming to my mind are just a it's it's a testament to your your descriptions. Mm -hmm. Let's say you're at a very classy Italian buffet and there's a nice 
nice hot steamer tray of, of risotto there. And someone's just been going to town on their lower forearm while trying to check out like, like, like the chicken thighs. Boom. You've got, you've got a nice extra layer of Parmesan ready to flavor uh, oh all, the, all the mushrooms and the Chardonnay uh, that's in that risotto. Um, here, qu- quick question. This is, this is a sidebar buffet question. What do you think uh, your best guess? Where does, what's the most pounds of food you've eaten in one, um, you know, visit to a buffet? And also, if, if, if you can give me like a, what, what, what a cuisine this buffet was, of course, if it's, if it's varied, you know, there are those. But quick question. Go for it. I want to say two pounds at least. Yeah. I two, mean, okay. Two, two pounds, pounds sounds good. Yeah. Mine, mine would definitely, my record would definitely have been set at the Sunday brunch buffet at the Starved Rock Lodge at Starved Rock State, State oh. Park just outside Utica, Illinois, oh, where boy. they have both, you got your pancakes, your your waffles, your sausages. They also have lunch entrees served. They have a, they have a dessert bar. They've got, mm. yeah. Uh, mm-hmm. Yeah. I, I don't eat the night before in preparation for it. So that's probably, that's that probably beautiful. where my record is. I feel also, like mine probably would have been at an old country buffet where at least one pound was of mac and cheese. That would probably be at least. Sure, sure. If, if, if now, if I can imagine, what does one pound of mac and cheese on a plate look like? Like, is that a full the plate? That's a whole <laughs> just, plate. Is like one pound? You think? Probably just a whole. Pl- I mean, an entire box of noodles. That's a sixteen ounces. Oh, true. Is, oh my god. Okay, okay, okay. Then I then I think my record would have been. It was a uh, an Asian buffet at the Hard Rock Casino in 2011. I ate two full plates of lo mein, and then had nice. uh, like five egg rolls, mm-hmm. uh, probably about five cream cheese wontons. Um, I had an egg foo young. Uh, I think I think it was in Square they served that. I think. Whatever, and then <laughs> what um, was the shape man. <laughs> I don't know why. For, a, for, a well, for some reason, I remember. I can tell that. you if if we had any if we had any like fangirl listeners who were like just dying to be Uber Cinco groupies. The last two minutes of this show have killed the mood for them. So. <laughs> <laughs> we will put an explicit warning on this episode. Stay away. Don't do it unless again, you're an extreme I, I feel like fan. I have again described a situation. Mm-hmm. Where I have triggered buffet memories for you, and mm-hmm. if someone showed up discussing their skin issues, it mm-hmm. would have made the feeling in the air leave. That is true. Mitchell. Wow, that's great. That is excellent. Um, you guys, you guys are both really you're going for it today, and I love that. And um, I'm going to give you both two points for your number fours. That's my scores. Don't 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 try and make me change them. I'm I'm sticking on those. Uh, we're gonna go snake this time. I'm switching it up. Brian, give us your number three. All right, number three. I feel like I'm finally going to be uh, sticking to the rules of today's show. Okay. This is when the uh, when you when you murder the feeling at a party. We'll say so, killing the mood at a party. This is where you put out calorie signs on the snacks mid party to guilt everyone into joining your shitty diet. So everyone's having a good time at this party. You've put out some snacks. You got tons of stuff out there. Everyone's having a good time. So many chips and pretzels and dips and hummus and ranch and nacho cheese and all these kinds of things. And then you decide to make your move. You haven't touched any of this food because this Oscar party with only vaccinated guests has overlapped with your getting out of lockdown diet. 
Now, sure, it's great to see everyone, but you can't stick to this diet alone. So boom, rip out the calorie signs. Every single chip you dipped has been 300 calories with that ranch, blah, blah, blah. This is, make sure you look at this. Haven't you ever picked up those things from the McDonald's when you look at the sign, when you get the thing? Come on, everybody, join me. We're gonna live it together. Now that's me, Mr. Vibe Killer. So I think this would definitely kill the mood of any party when you're just there to drink beer, eat chips, relax. If someone starts calorie counting all the stuff you're shoving in your face between the spinach and feta hors d'oeuvres or whatever the hefty beer you just pulled out of the cooler, no one needs to be reminded about what they're intaking at a party. So this kills the mood. Yeah. I, I always, when you're at a party and you're really enjoying the food and then someone talks about, um, yeah, like whatever their diet they're on now and like whatever it is they're talking about is a direct antithesis to what you are currently shoving in your mouth or doing. You're just kind of like, yeah. And, but, but, but also that person like isn't an actually healthy person. They just like read one article and they're like, well, now I'm going to be healthy. You know, like now I know how to eat well. And you're like, you know what? Not, not the time. Not the time to talk about this. Also, you're on your third hard seltzer. Like, also not a health yeah. health person there. Um, but, I'm gonna take which, this one step further. Imagine you're at a at, at Christmas party, and you start putting mm. out the calorie signs in front of the cookies. Oh, now, yeah. Th- I don't think there's anything that kills the vibe more than that at a party. Any, Christmas calories and, don't count. Everybody knows that. Everybody knows that. And and, and any yeah. diet plan that says you can eat cookies on it, that's not a real diet plan. You're not actually learning how to eat healthy. You're just learning how to eat shitty cookies because cookies that are low calories aren't fucking cookies. Eat regular cookies, people. Okay. Are you kidding me, though? I'm on keto. I'm eating this butter burrito. I just melted all this <laughs> cheese down in the pan, put a stick of butter in the middle, and it's a taco. What? what? <laughs> I'm healthy now. <laughs> I actually have fried a lot of cheese just by itself in a pan and it gets healthier because the grease leaves it. So um, <laughs> that is true. <laughs> That's the stupidest thing I've ever heard. Also, putting calories on your on your snacks at your home, you have just become like a corporate restaurant because someone like, like Cheesecake Factory has all the calories on the menu because they're corporate. Yeah. That's one of the worst the places too. Oh we can get gosh. your entire daily calorie intake from a single piece of fucking pie. You're yeah. Like, Jesus. Yeah. I didn't need but, to know that. Like when I want my, oh, what was it there? They have, um, I think it's, is it Reuben egg rolls or something like that there? Yes. So good. Deli- oh, that sounds good. <laughs> the listeners at home, Brian's eyes just lit up like eight times <laughs> what they were before. The people they, have seen me. They know. Okay? <laughs> his his eyeballs jumped out of his eyes, ran down to his mustache, licked oh, both edges, yeah. <laughs> went inside of his mouth, did a little dance and came back up and put his glasses back on himself because they are that good. Go to yeah. Cheesecake Factory get the the Reuben egg rolls are that good. Um Brian, this is this is a home run here. I I I totally get this. Uh if you ever do this to me, I will I will break your knee at your own party <laughs> and make you cry in front of your guests. And I will have deserved it. Like come yes. on. Yes. Yes, you will have. Uh Nathan, keep us rolling here, buddy. We're uh <clears throat> we need some help. Give us some help. Number here. 3. <laughs> Number 3. Uh way to deflate the aura is to mm. check your phone for the latest sports scores. Oh, this is they are important. Right when you're they are just, important. Yeah. They are important. Perhaps you've 
perhaps you know the you've you've turned you've switched the TV over to to uh, a, a movie on Netflix, uh, so you don't know what's going on in the game, and then things are starting to get moving, so you transition over to the bedroom, so, but you can't switch the channel, so you're kind of like you know just get the phone out, like okay, let's see what's going on. So nothing mm-hmm. is gonna make uh, your partner feel like less of a priority. Than when they have disrobed entirely, made themselves as vulnerable and exposed as possible, ready to engage in the most intimate and sensual delights. Mm-hmm. But all you can think of is which group of overgrown adults successfully put one round orge thing into a different round orge thing. <laughs> and, and, and you met her at a bar watching the playoffs last year. It's not that she doesn't get it. She wants to know who won too, but at the appropriate time. When the game is over, the result is sealed for all of history. A game Mm -hmm. the Bulls win or probably lose tonight will remain (laughs) won or probably lost until the next morning and forever. (laughs) It can wait. But this is also just a game in the third week of the regular season against an injury-depleted, rebuilding Orlando Magic squad. There are no excuses, nowhere to hide. You're going to have to burn your extensive Chicago Bulls hooded sweatshirt collection. Uh, swear <laughs> to never watch The Last Dance on Netflix again. Move to a country where basketball is the 19th most popular sport right behind unicycling and ahead of stone skipping before you will ever convince her she has your full attention again. You have screwed this one up. Yeah, I may or may not be talking to a past version of myself. <laughs> What's the... What's what's the moment in the buildup that you choose to go for your phone to check the score? Is it is it like she goes to hang up her negligee or she goes to find maybe a uh, a product or lubricant to help with the situation? Or is she going to like, you know, use the restroom before? What's the what's the moment? So many answers I can think of and I don't want to say any of them out loud. Come on. No, come on. I'm asking you. I need to know. Oh God! I can't. In, I can't in public say any of my first five answers. And in the spirit of the show, if I can't Jesus. give a top five list, I have to pass. So uh, wow. yeah, well, you're very, we'll you're say, very red right now, Nathan. Why are you so red? <laughs> even even with this crappy internet quality, I can still see your red, and I'm getting like 20, 20 Mbps right now. Holy! <laughs> you know, there, there's certain moments when. Uh, sure. When certain, uh, as you say, certain uh, other elements might need to be brought in to the sure. to for, for yes. safety, for safety precautions, for Handcuffs, uh, yep. keys to, to yep. help yep. in the uh, to help. Let's say ramps, uh, pulleys, help things uh, glide uh, along yep. a little smoother, Swings. and then, you know the tension might be diverted. <laughs> <laughs> so, so you're gonna have you're gonna have your moments where eye contact is no longer being made. I guess sure in the, okay. the buildup. <laughs> Okay, here's a here's here's a follow up question because of course you're talking about sports and I also I know you guys are both gamblers, so here's a question: What amount of money do you have on a game where you no longer feel weird about checking a score in the middle of foreplay, uh, or very soon after uh, the the act of copulation has has uh, concluded? Here's what you do. You make sure they know about the bet ahead of time and that okay. they know that the outcome of that bet is what is funding your next vacation to a romantic island getaway. And Put then- the amount on it. I want to hear the amount. OK, <laughs> I didn't ask. I didn't ask about the buildup. I, I asked the amount. What amount makes you feel comfortable about checking it during it? Uh, Well, I, I speak only 
for myself and possibly for Brian as a compulsive gambler, but also somebody <laughs> with a deep sense of responsibility uh, to both myself and my family, Currency, my bank account, cash, and so U.S. dollars. I would say, give us an amount. I would say two dollars fifty cents. <laughs> <laughs> I was gonna say five bucks. <laughs> I like how we're both right. compulsive now. Come on. You guys think I know how to use a sports book? What, what do I look like? Well, I did. I did place a, a, a thousand uh, to one bet on LeBron James to start playing the ukulele during a uh, timeout on national television. And so that was, you know, it was a thousand to one with a 250 bet. That's it's pretty good. Wow. You take wow. it. Um, you guys, you both, you both are, are, are blowing me away here a bit. Um, with your number threes, I'm, I'm, I'm going to give you both three points, but I do have another 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 follow up question, and that is, what type of information could you be waiting for that you would interrupt uh, an intimate session with a with a partner or a brand new friend, either one, uh, where where you will stop you will stop the proceedings and you will go to your phone and you will look this information up. Is there anything out there that will that that will make you do that? Go for it. Yeah, when they bet me someone's not in a movie and I have to open up IMDb immediately <laughs> to prove them wrong. <laughs> They're like, like, no, no, no. Freddie Prince Jr. is Captain America and all of them. And you're like, no, no, obviously not. And then they're like, no, I'm pretty sure. And then and they wait, so swear Brian, by it. And Brian, I know I'm right. Brian, I need to Brian, prove it in their face. Brian, do you remember when this yes. last happened? The last time this happened, I actually lost. Oh wow! Ooh, does that it actually was about hype, a that that was about a piece of dialogue from an episode of Entourage? <laughs> and Jenny was right, and I was wrong. That's how much it really upset me, and I remember it because it scarred me. I'm guessing that heightened the mood. I'm I'm assuming that 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 didn't kill anything though, right? Afterwards, I was completely impressed. Okay, so I was like, God damn. You were paying attention, even though you were playing Candy Crush. I, wow! My hats off to you, ma'am. Wow, Nathan, you're pretty quiet <laughs> over there. Uh, yeah, Entourage kills the mood. Everybody. <laughs> uh, uh, th- th- this week is a continuing uh, example of me ever trying to push Nathan towards the precipice um, <laughs> of, <laughs> of revealing the grimiest uh, of all grime. Okay, uh, we're going to move on. I'm not going to push too hard here. Not this time. Maybe next time. Who knows? Um, all right. <laughs> Number two, Brian, give it give it to my, us. So my number two is something extremely specific that I feel like everyone here and every listener has experienced. Maybe not in this moment. Sure. But this will be... Uh, dropping sulfur bombs at a romantic restaurant. These are the quiet, rotten egg farts that are so hot that they will burn a hole in your jeans. Okay. These make you a party pooper, a wet blanket. They ruin the moment, make you a buzzkill, rain on your parade, or suck everything out of the ambiance so bad uh, that they do this in several ways. So one, 
You're uncomfortable because your tummy is probably rumbling at this point. Yeah. You know, there's a possible cleanup in your future. And on top of all of this, you're starting to feel a little embarrassed. Like this is not, this is not mm-hmm. the time or place for this to be happening to you. Mm-hmm. Uh, two, you're killing the mood for your partner because your head is not in the game. And yes, she's probably dealing with this now too, because she is in close proximity to you. And three, you are in a small crowded venue with poor circulation Hot air rises, but it also lingers, my friends. These farts, like an ant or a cockroach in your house, you don't have just one of them. There's a lot more where that first one came from. And now you have ruined the mood for everyone on that romantic dinner in that restaurant. So this is, it's just, it covers so many bases. It just ruins your time. It ruins her time. It ruins everyone's time. And that poor waiter walking in and out of that cloud. Going yep. to and from the oh my god! Could you imagine smelling perfectly good food, this and is hitting the, your your this, cloud and then having to go back through it? That poor waiter. I'm so this sorry. Is, to this is the waiter from It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia that always gets the gang, no matter where they are, whether yes. they're on a plane, <laughs> they're at Digidio's. Uh, uh, they they've gone to Minnesota to wreak havoc. He's always there. Um, mm-hmm. And I just feel like this one has also wreaked havoc on me too. And I want to spend as little yeah. amount of time on it as possible. Uh, it's much like being inside of the cloud of this as well. So, um, Brian, uh, bad on you, bad, a bad on you. This was bad. This is no good. This is stinky, very smelly, uh, but fun. Very fun. Um, <laughs> thank you. Might I suggest holding it in until you're in a private space? This, I don't know. But this, this is a situation ever... where you can't. Do you ever you ever have this situation when you're on a date? Usually when you're younger and you haven't figured out how this is gonna yeah. go, where you really you really gotta let one go. Yeah. But you're you're in close proximity, and then you gotta drive home, and it's like you just start to feel sick because you can't, and so yep. you end up going like sixty or ninety minutes, and you just you can't do it, and finally yeah. you get like you give a little peck on the cheek, and they get it out of the car, you drive away, and you just play a goddamn symphony out of your trousers. <laughs> well, well, also, hold on, hold on there. Nathan, we also, we need to know, you don't burp, right? You don't burp. That's a thing. So you have more, you have more uh, notes saved up, if you will. Um, that, that is, that, that is the that, scientific that, that theory people. that you have been uh, peddling for years yeah. of our friendship. Yes. <laughs> I, well, when I found out Nathan had never burped in front of his mother, or let gas go in front of his mother. I was so impressed and also um, embarrassed for myself because I had done that way too many times in front of my mother. Um, and so uh, it was like, I was, it, it was like a weird, I don't know, it was like a weird level of self control I was very impressed by. So, like, you know, kudos to you. Uh, also, this is a great tool. If, if you're on a date, you're, you're early on in this relationship, maybe it's date one through five, and this, it's building up in your stomach, and you get out of the car, you're going to the, Pretend to do like a like a very charming, silly dance, like maybe something Steve Martin would do in a film where you kind of like, you know, you kind of do some spins and you're kind of like dancing away. But this whole time you're just letting them go, but far away from where you're. you're, you're you got to make sure you're downwind. It's yeah. very important. Um, yeah. So, OK. That's. um. Oh, yeah. Uh, <laughs> you guys. You didn't set the parameters, so I went there today. No, so. no, this is a this was a tough one. 
Um, this is, you know, something we all had to work out on our own. And, uh, you guys obviously did that. Um, so Nathan, give us your, uh, number two, please. Number two, uh, thing that will, did I already say negate the goodwill? Maybe not. Well, either way, it's either that or the number two way to undercut the enthusiasm. Oh, uh, wonderful. Did you guys both, is, you could have been writing them down when I was just blathering on earlier? Uh, yeah. yeah, I have, I have post-its. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, my, my number two is, is it's the sounds of better sex happening in the apartment next door. Ooh, yeah. Oh, my. Get it. Get it going. That's a stare down. All right. So we have our one and only stare down of the day today. Um, Nathan, you just mentioned your number two, the sounds of better sex from the apartment next door. Brian, this one I thought very closely matched up with your number one. So, um, uh, Nathan, uh, if, if you want to flesh out your number two at all a little bit, give us that. And then, uh, Brian, we'll go to your, to your number one and then we'll do some cross, uh, examination and really get down in this issue. You know, we'll like really <laughs> suss it out and we'll figure out who wins, uh, in this one. So, uh, Nathan, please take it away. Well, I will say, that nothing is going to disappoint your your romantic partner more than concrete evidence that there are better lovers literally under the same roof and everything that you are failing to do in that moment must be happening next door based on the cries of ecstasy you're hearing and a lot of this may seem like it's out of your control you're not next door this is you know you may be living next door to two of the great lovers in human history but mm-hmm. there are five ways you can avoid this situation in the spirit of uber Cinco, i came up with five counters i you may hear them now or if you want to go to brian it's up to you no 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 no, 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 no. no, no. give us keep keep it All rolling right. brother number five <laughs> Learn to be a better romantic partner through honest, open communication, listening to your significant other when they articulate their needs and preferences, put their pleasure before yours and make honest assessments of your performances and think how you can do better in the future. But that's obviously not going to happen. So Mm -hmm. number four, track the habits of your neighbors. When are they (laughs) home? When does their partner come over? What time do they like to go get down in Groove Town? What's Very their work like. schedule? Do they travel regularly? Offer to pick up their mail when they're gone so you have their exact itinerary. Make sure you're conveniently busy anytime they're likely to be home. <laughs> Number Counting three, Mr. Ripley. Incorporate, incorporate some adventure into your life. Perhaps your bedrooms share walls. So maybe it's time you introduced uh, the pleasures of kitchen sex. The kitchen has three buffer walls. There's like a den, there's a, a study, there's the bedroom until the next mm-hmm. unit, okay? Number two, you tamper with their HVAC to system. Town. Make sure anytime <laughs> they are home, that their apartment is either too hot or too cold to engage in coitus. Or number one, you imply the previous strategies from uh, earlier entries on my list. You learn of your neighbor's favorite sports team. Send them updates just as things are about to get funky. The more drawn out and tantalizing, the better. Make a 50-point blowout sound like a triple overtime thriller. Or you can find an open window, shove a stray cat into their house. That ought to keep them busy for a while. (laughs) Or convince them to share Spotify passwords with you because uh, your account is locked or whatever. And then you add Black Sabbath to their Get It On playlist. (laughs) There you go. Problem solved. 
Full Rascal. I love it. That was incredible. Um, I love I love the the list within a list. That really that that feels like a quick math bonus and a just like an extra brain work bonus. I love that so much. Uh, Brian, let's see if you can even measure up. Let's go. Give us your number one. My number one way to kill the mood is cramping. So, um, <laughs> so I don't think anything kills the mood faster than after you've put in all this work of foreplay and massages and pecs and amazing kissing and all this. Wait, wait, wait. Pecs? What'd you and say? Pecs? Pecs? Pecs that lead to the good kissing that lead to everything else. It's oh, an order of oh, operations, oh, oh, sir. Oh, oh, oh. <laughs> I thought you were saying then, like muscle, like chest muscles, not no, like a lot, of, a lot of bench pressing before. Not small kissing. Yes. Okay, got it. Okay. Three, three <laughs> yes. sets of 12 of a medium weight before uh, you hit the bed. Nathan knows what I'm talking about yeah. here. Now you put in all that work and all of a sudden you get in position and you get that tightened hammy. God damn it comes out of nowhere. Mm. You've packed your tent, you have enough food, and you have a clear mat for you and your partner to climb the mountain, hoping that both of you reach the peak of ecstasy. But honestly, you'll settle if only one of you get there. But anyway, before you even left base camp, your unintentional plan of not starting to drink water until 6 p.m. that day has caught up with you. Yes, you had five cups of coffee and a liter of Diet Coke, but you didn't hydrate yourself, you stupid bitch. Oh, why is this coming up to haunt you now? And just when the tent pole reaches the cavern, tragedy strikes. Your leg cripples, and with instant rigor mortis, locking it into this new permanent backwards L-shaped, all the weight shifts from your knees to your fists that are just slowly sinking into the mattress as a bead of sweat drips from your nose. Then you and that bead of sweat in slow motion are falling towards the mattress at the same rate. With your last bit of strength, you push off with your dominant hand, getting yourself to flip on your back like a sea turtle, sparring your partner's life and gravity forcing your leg back into the straightened position. You have killed the mood, but luckily you have saved a life. Now... You are not getting this mood back. You are you are stretching. You are doing everything. You're doing the <laughs> noise. You, you can't get out of that. I mean, you're just you're you're crippled. You're completely yeah. stuck, mm-hmm. ripped out of the mood. Everything you did to rev both the engines has just it just it you, it bled out. You're done. It's gone. Yeah. I hope I described that in enough detail. <laughs> yeah. No, that was, um. So, uh, what was the lighting like during that? No, I'm just kidding. Dark. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, the cramping, I, I, I understand. Um, I understand this this possibility. It happens to me sometimes, uh, but I normally push through it like an adult. Um, I, I deal with it, and um, you know, leave I your keep, judgment for outside of this. You judge. I keep hiking. <laughs> okay, um, I will uh, continue to uh, judge this uh, this face off here. Nathan, uh, your, your your list within a list really inspired me, and uh, it, I almost so much so that I could. It was hard for me to even listen to Brian's face uh, do words, and so. Um, <laughs> and also, I know I know from I know from knowing Brian for a very long time that this actually happened to him inside a hotel room, and so I can only think he laid on his back. Uh, hoping his his muscles would relax as he listened to another couple um, have sex in a nearby hotel room. Um, so was I there for this? Why don't I remember the story? <laughs> Didn't this happen in a hotel room or something? 
A cramp? No, happened in the comfort of my own home. Oh, never mind. Okay. <laughs> well, then maybe your windows, your your windows were open, and your neighbors were having fun. I don't know. My, my windows, <laughs> my windows were open. They heard the sound of a squealing pig from up there, and man, that boy's cramping. <laughs> yeah. <that's, laughs> uh, whenever I hear someone cramp, I always think they haven't had enough salt and water today. So for. Everyone at home who doesn't want to cramp, please do that for yourselves. Uh, fill yourself with salt and water. Um, it'll help. Um, <laughs> not, not salt water, salt and water. Very I was different. Say, yeah. Take a cup to your nearest sea and get rid of those cramps. That's not what you want, uh, Brian. Um, this is a this is an incredible description. Uh, you actually, I mean, obviously, you you give a lot more thought to this than. Um, than Nathan did, I'll be honest, but also I just like to see you lose. And so uh, this stare down will, I mean, th- the rivalry continues, uh, you know. Uh, Nathan, you have the three points on this one. Uh, Brian, uh, you, you you shot your shot and, you know, uh, your wad fell a little no, short. No, I didn't get to shoot Sorry. my shot because I cramped. <clears throat> That's the problem. <laughs> yeah. Fine. Yeah, you're right. You're right. You're right. Um, let me do uh, your other number two, though. Your sulfur bombs. Uh, I didn't. You know, I'm gonna give you two points for that one. I, I will. I will. I'm, I'm, I'm feeling generous tonight. And what we have left now, because uh, Brian, your number one was obviously cramping. We just heard. So Nathan, close us out. Give us your number one uh, on top five ways to kill the mood taylor again we are either um very um happy you suggested this or we're very sorry at the same time so just keep going <laughs> all right my number five way to uh dissolve the ambience oh my god that's that, is <laughs> that sounds like an instructions on the back of a pill bottle i love that to dissolve the ambience. <laughs> i said suck out the ambience that's pretty close <laughs> Dissolve. Uh, Dissolve sounds classier. I don't know. Um, <laughs> what from my list sounds classy today? Like, I, that's not what I'm going for here. God, let let him talk. Whatever, Nathan. <laughs> All right. Well, my my number one way to kill the mood is to relax and be yourself. <laughs> <laughs> what a horrible mistake this would be. So you've. You've lucked your way into this situation. You have no idea how this happened. You've managed to avoid avoid your insecurities about your financial situation, how shabby your apartment is, the fact that you don't understand what's going on in the world of cryptocurrency. It hasn't been brought up that you really miss your siblings after you move across the country, uh, because mostly because they handle, uh, you know, all of your organizational bureaucratic financial matters. Uh, you actually like knock knock jokes that hasn't come up. Thank God. Your favorite food is is microwave macaroni and cheese. Nothing about you. That is true. Could ever be desirable for anyone. Avoiding expressing your true opinions about uh, the Marvel Cinematic Universe. Oh, that would just be suicide. You have to pretend (laughs) that you can't name every doctor who played the doctor from Doctor Who in order. You have to say that you never saw Heisical Musical and you certainly don't mention that you cried twice. Anything good that has ever happened to anybody happens to people that are completely different from you. So whatever this is, it is a fluke. They couldn't possibly like you for you. It won't last. You'll be found out in no time. Just power through and hope that you get three, maybe four weeks of happiness before your true pathetic self comes out and she's gone. 
gone forever and you're alone again with your subscription to Disney Plus and a freezer full of frozen pizzas. Avoid any genuine display of your own values, commitments, goals, hopes, dreams, and ideals. And maybe, just maybe, the mood will be just right. (laughs) Nathan, I love you and you're a wonderful person. Um, <laughs> I needed to hear that. Thank you. <laughs> you are you are a a, a a genuinely good egg. Uh, one I would boil and eat with joy for a wonderful brunch. Um, <laughs> that's that that's that was beautiful, simple. I don't need any follow ups. I don't I don't need any uh, comments from me or from the peanut gallery uh, or maybe the gassy gallery. We should say today, uh, Brian. Um, three points for Nathan. Nathan, obviously, I think you can tell you're, you're kind of running away with this today. Um, Brian, come on, buddy. What's what are you doing? Um, uh, Brian, you did. It's not, it's not going to try anymore. It's not it's not worth it. You did. No, buddy, you're you're pretty good. Uh, yeah, you're pretty good. Uh, keep trying. Um, I'm sorry. I, sh- I, sh- I should be nicer, Brian. No, no, Brian, you're great. You're great. You're great. You're you're mm-hmm. you're, you're you're really great. And um, I believe you. Why are you trying to kill the mood, man? Why why why, uh, why are you trying to kill this mood, dude? Let me just mood forward. All right, let's 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 just mood it forward, okay? Uh, mood forward and do your. Medium speed math here. Let's go. Okay. Wow. It was much quicker earlier. Okay. Um, obviously, <laughs> I have to tally these points. Um, and um, in, in attempting not to kill the mood, um, tell me about um, about your feelings about Charlie Brown. Okay. You guys go for it. I don't get it. Don't get the appeal. He's I've a- tried. He's he's the greatest expression of uh, American ennui in popular culture. Wow. He's Eeyore as a child. I don't. I just uh, cool. He's the he's the everyman whose hopes and dreams have been trod upon by the systems around him. Yet he still perseveres and gets up and tries. He will one day kick that football, no matter how many times he fails. He keeps on going, and everybody around him loves him despite his failures. Everyone still is by his side, never abandons him. His loving dog, his best friends. He's a true American icon. Nathan, that he was sucks. incredible. That, that Folks at home, that was not written. That was off the top uh, of, of, of the cuff, um, as they say, right off the top of the cuff. Um, now, <laughs> final scores here. Um, you guys both scored very well in the bonuses. Um I, I love the uh, d- deflate the aura. I think is what uh, Nathan said once. That I think that was my my favorite oh, yes. of, of, of all of them. Nathan, you won today with a with a nice little sizable lead, seventeen to thirteen. Of course, that Uber stare down helped you uh, with that with that uh, plus minus margin there of four. Um, wonderful job, uh, but guys. Now it's time for the fast five from me, your host Mitch Brinkman. Top five ways to plan ahead, and wish your mom a great. Mother's Day. Number five. This is for people who live in Chicago only. Mail it three times the amount of time they suggest. Okay? This is why I'm doing this list this week, even though Mother's Day is weeks away. Do it ahead of time. Because in Chicago, the mail sucks. I sent my mom a birthday card on a Wednesday. And it only had to travel 300 miles from Chicago to St. Paul. Okay? That should be a three-day to four-day mail. It took two weeks 
two weeks for an eloquent, thoughtful, mailed ahead of time, I promised mom, it was absolutely ahead of time, birthday card to reach the best mom in the whole world by an easy seven lengths, okay? Two weeks, all right? And mail it, mail it three months ahead of time. That's fine. Just write on the envelope. Don't open until Mother's Day, you know, on it if, if need be, okay? This is if you're in Chicago. Trust me, do not trust the mail. You know, send three, actually, because they might lose two. So, you, you know, <laughs> one will get there. Okay, <clears throat> number four. Start learning Photoshop now to produce those wonderful recreate a baby photo for your mother this year. As someone who knows little about Photoshop, all I'll say is when superimposing your current bloated, seasonally depressed face onto your tiny, tot baby body in that photo where you were enjoying a <laughs> bottle of milk just before bed in the buff, the real wow factor lays in the feathering. Get those edges just right, you thoughtful children. Number three, <laughs> record a podcast ahead of time where you shout to the rooftops just how amazing your mom is. Hey. Now I can, I can offer an example here. Uh, this is just something off the top of my head. I'm just going to think it up right now. Uh, mom gives a great hug, and then she gives one of those giant smiles after she releases from the hug. Mom is adept at having friends. Mom will help anyone who asks. Mom works her butt off. Mom always believes in you. And mom can catch your fastball. Number two. That was very sweet. Teach your yes. father how to cook Korean egg rice omelet over Zoom so she can be so she can have something delicious since you won't be able to be home in person this year. Seriously, why not switch it up, guys? Waffles, limp eggs, and cold toast, they get old. Also, the hill I'm gonna die on right now. OJ is too sweet and is only good when it's mostly champagne. All right, number one. Be very stern and upfront about how there is, quote unquote, no way in hell you'll be driving that distance again after what happened during the last trip to your folks' house, okay? Really make it clear that that, that <laughs> delicious pork has to fly again and the ending of Magnolia has to become reality. And lastly, there's no goddamn way you're gonna be able to make it to make it work and see your mother on actual Mother's Day, okay? You gotta tell her early. She can never get her hopes up that she's gonna see you on Mother's Day. But then, oh, but then you book a flight for home. Oh, yeah. You pre-order a brunch package from a cozy, delicious little breakfast place nearby their house. You pre-order flowers weeks in advance. Now, here, treat all mom flower orders like they're being handled by the Chicago Area Postal Service, okay? Very early. <laughs> you pick all these up and quietly leave them on the front porch or in the bushes nearby someplace that, you know, you can easily pick them up again. Then you fake a home invasion. You got to make your mom think, <laughs> God, of all days, my children leave me alone to celebrate with their father. And why do fathers celebrate their wives on this day? Isn't it kind of strange? Like, seriously, all children should just make sure the spouses never have to do anything for Mother's or Father's Day. Come on, kids, get it together. But now I have to deal with this home invasion? You must make her think this. <laughs> this is when you sprint away from the house and ditch the black and gray Kelvin Klein hoodie you found at Marshall's for this particular job. Then you duck into the bushes and emerge with the brunch spread flowers and your warm and caring face to save your mother from a danger only you knew was there. And that's this week's edition of Uber Cinco. <laughs> Please rate and review our show on Apple Podcasts. And once again, we love that hearty wom word of mouth. So please tell your friends about us and send them your favorite episode. Thank you 
to the cramp king himself, Mr. Bacon Strip. Brian. (laughs) (laughs) And he's relaxing, just trying to do him. It's Nathan Hennenfent. And I've been Mitch Brinkman, your host. And as BizBear always says, we all love being high, but there it's always sunny. Just don't forget to stay grounded. Auf Wiedersehen and adios. You've just listened to Uber Cinco, a production of UBK Studios. Subscribe to the show on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, or wherever you get your fine podcasts from. If you like what you hear and want to support the show, please visit our Patreon site at patreon.com slash UBK Studios. Every little bit helps us keep the lights on and the bill collectors at bay. Keep tabs on us on all the social media at UBK Studios, and most importantly, subscribe to our YouTube channel so you can see that we really are just a bunch of good Midwestern boys. Yeah.